Stunt Podcast. Okay, and we're live. So we're back with another special episode of the You Deserve a Drink podcast, the podcast that focuses on interviewing the makers and creators within the crypto space. Today, Rizzle and myself are super excited to be joined by Danny of Maker's Place, one of the major crypto art marketplaces in the space. Welcome to the show, Danny. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We're excited to be here. Cool. So introduce yourself, like tell us who you are, what you've done. And then of course, tell everybody what Maker's Place is. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, I guess my story, I've been, um, I've been just uh, here in Silicon Valley. We're based out of San Francisco. Uh, I've been in the tech field for the last you know, 12, 13 years. Uh, moved out here, uh, grew up in Canada actually. Um, and I started my first company uh, interestingly enough, I was creating a marketplace back in 2008, 2009 uh, for artisan food. So uh, trying to help independent food producers, people that didn't really understand the internet, uh, build an online business. This is like before uh, Shopify really took off um, and all the other e-commerce sites. So I um, was really excited to work on that. Uh, did that for a few years and then um, I decided to uh, join Pinterest. So I... I Joined Pinterest as one of their first employees, um, an early employee there. Uh, I spent a good chunk of my time, and that's sort of where I got the inspiration for Maker's Place. I, I, <clears throat> at Pinterest, I, I, I worked on user growth for many years. Um, I helped grow Pinterest from just a few million users to hundreds of millions of users. So uh, in the process, I worked very closely with a lot of the digital artists um, and the creatives that were on that platform, and, and sort of the thing that I noticed uh, very early on at Pinterest was that there's this huge disparity between uh, the, the amount of creativity and, um, and the, the works that are being put out by uh, these artists and how little they actually get out of their works, uh, how little value. And so um, I think it's a function of the internet, you know, like when you put something digital out there, anyone can copy and share it. Um, attribution gets lost uh, very, very easily. And so if you want to think about uh, flowing any sort of value back to the artist, it's actually very hard. And so we tried to solve that um, over at Pinterest and turned out to be a very hard problem and uh, ultimately uh, sort of leaned on DMCA uh, and kind of went from there, sort of like all the other major uh, online platforms. So, you know, like saw that for many years and thought, hey, there's got to be a better way. And so fast forward to 2017, 2018, started to get into blockchain. Uh, so uh, started to learn a little bit more, uh, read the Bitcoin white paper. Uh, my background's in engineering, so it really went deep. Uh, Ethereum started to uh, pick up steam. And then all the whole, the whole crypto kitty phase, uh, rare digital art, uh, you know, the, the forever rose selling for a million dollars, like all that started to pop up. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is really neat. Uh, I think the technology immediately resonated with me um, as an immediate solution to this problem where, you know, you have this immutable ledger uh, where you can put something on that and, and that you can trust that it's going to be there in perpetuity. And providing that to an artist was extremely powerful so that, you know, the moment that you create an artwork, uh, a digital artwork, you can sign it uh, with your proof of authenticity uh, you can issue limited editions. 
um, and know, and you can know that that's going to uh, last forever. And that, that was really powerful. So, so yeah, th that's sort of um, where the idea for Makerspace really blossomed. We said, hey, uh, what if we provided this technology to pretty much every digital artist that we ever interacted with? Uh, and we started by building a platform. Uh, so Makerspace really started with a eye towards helping creatives and artists. That's sort of where the, uh, our name comes from. Uh, you know, we're a place for makers and that's sort of our roots. And so we built this platform uh, to just help artists get onto the blockchain, uh, issue these non-fungible tokens, ERC-721s, um, and sign them, uh, authenticate with their identity, and ultimately sell their works. And then from there, we continued to build out uh, the product. And just a few months ago, we launched our full-fledged marketplace and community. And so today, what you see on Makerspace is a marketplace and community where you could uh, discover, collect, and show off your uh, rare digital art collections. And so that's sort of where we are today. Dude, that was, that was a great background. And you have a very fascinating history. Question for you, Danny. I, I actually, it's like about an hour ago, I scooped up a piece on Maker's Place from a user, Rama, who uh, has been popping up on scent. And, and it just got me thinking, and he seems like Maker's Place is where he went. And I, it just got me thinking, like, if I'm an artist, there's not a whole lot of choices out there. Like, is, is there a reason why Maker's Place is like the place to go if I'm an artist? Or like, what, what I guess differentiates Maker's Place from some of the other people who are, you know, in the same vein as you guys? Yeah, so, you know, going back to what I talked about, um, we started Maker's Place with this, this notion that we wanted to make blockchain technology accessible, like super easy and accessible. And so I think that's where, um, that's sort of the driving reason why um, artists, a lot of the artists that are on our platform have nothing, want nothing to do with blockchain. Like they, they sort of see it as, I mean, they hear about it um, and they, they get excited about like what's, uh, what it has to offer, but the complexities around it, like managing digital wallets, gas fees, transaction times, um, uh, you know, retrying transactions, all that kind of stuff, like we abstract away. And so I think like our major differentiator um, has always been that we made it super simple for an artist to leverage this technology uh, and issue their NFTs without knowing anything. Um, and so we've taken a, just a unique approach um, to minting these uh, NFTs and establishing identity and issuing these on behalf of the artist. And so I think that's the, that's the primary differentiator and the thing that uh, we're seeing that a lot of artists are getting excited about. Yeah, I think that point is is so important. I was speaking with Mighty Moose a couple of days ago, and he just he couldn't say enough good things about Maker's Place. How how you guys really helped onboard him when he started to look into how to tokenize his art, and I, I think that point is really important. Like a lot of these creators, they they simply can't be bothered, at least initially, with for lack of a better expression, like this technical mumbo jumbo blockchain, like, what is this? I just want to create something and, and interact with my, my fans. So I'm just wondering if you could walk us through from like when a new artist or creator comes your way, how do you actually onboard them to your platform? I know you make it simple, but for, for any new creators or artists that may be listening to this, what could they expect if they reach out to Maker's Place in terms of the steps from contact to posting their work on your marketplace? 
Uh, first of all, um, yeah, it's awesome to hear Mighty Muse saying uh, amazing things. I recognize him and see a lot of his artworks. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, so as an artist, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, we do, ha- we're, we are invite only right now. Um, and we do that um, at this point just to make sure that uh, all the artists on our platform, their identity has been verified. Um, and that's a big part of our, our process. So other than that, um, how do you verify the identity of these creators? What metrics, what data points do you use? Or is it just a simple conversation for humanity? <laughs> uh, it started off that way. Um, but we've been able to, like, we, ha- we were able to build technology so that, um, you know, we can keep up with the, uh, the, all the artists that are, um, you know, pounding on the doors. Uh, yeah, so, so we do a number of things. Uh, so one of the things that we do is, uh, you know, we start with your email. Obviously, you want to make sure that uh, you verify that. And then we look through all your social channels. And so, um, you know, we allow you to provide, you know, any number of social channels to make sure that you've established uh, multiple points of identity. Uh, so that could be your Twitter, Instagram, website, um, and other, you're sent. Um, some people have that. Um, and then on top of that, uh, for artists that really want to take it to the next level and really build that assurance, uh, we also partnered with Civic, uh, which is a decentralized identity uh, verification service. Um, and they help verify um, government-issued IDs uh, without having to um, store your identification on a central server. So like we don't actually store any of that information. Uh, we just go through Civic and, and get the identity proofs. And so um, identity is really hard. It really boils down to, uh, you know, the more identity proofs that you have about a particular person, the more, uh, the higher probability that the person who is, is who they say they are. And so uh, we usually ask for two to three points of identity before we allow any artist to be featured across Maker's Place. That's really awesome. and something that's come up a lot in the podcast, especially with uh, additional sort of closing up shop is like, you know, how do you know what you're getting is, is the real thing and has been verified. And, um, you, you know, it's sort of like the wild west right that right now out there in this entire space. So, so to know you guys like take verification seriously and, and aren't just letting anyone, you know, roll up and start churning out, um, you know, NFTs is, uh, is huge. And I, I think like super important in propelling this space forward. Like people have to be able to trust, uh, what they're getting, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I think that, um, you know, that's something that we, we care deeply about from the beginning. I mean, the whole, the whole idea behind attribution, um, it was that you have to establish your identity at the point of creation. Cause once it's out there, then, then it's sort of like you're, like he said, she said, like, who, how do you prove that you're actually the owner? And so, um, yeah, it's very important that we try our best to establish that so that when you upload your artworks, uh, there's a high probability that you can prove that you were the original creator. And that's super important, um, to, to us, um, you know, from our experience. Yeah. Dude, one thing, uh, that I've complained a lot about uh, and, and, and Matthew and I've talked a lot about is that a, a lot of the stuff out there is really focused on artists themselves and not necessarily collectors. And, you know, we're, we're sort of hitting a point where uh, in this space that a lot of the artists have sold through like their first several rounds of uh, prints and everything. And uh, Matthew and I got talking about like how, 
soon at some point the scene has got to shift at least partially towards the direction of the collector and and one thing i really appreciate about maker's place is i feel like you guys have really uh you know sort of taken the bull by the horns and offered some really cool features that uh i haven't seen yet for people like myself who are not artists but are, are sitting on a pile of like really cool art and want some ways to be able to show it off and, and filter it and everything. So the gallery view is amazing, man. Do, do you want to talk a little bit about like some of the cool things that, that you have for people like our, ourselves who are collectors, but not necessarily are artistically inclined? Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we, uh, you know, our, our goal, um, you know, it's, it's an order of, op- order of operations thing. Like we, we started by, uh, like really building a great platform for artists. And we understand that at this point, yeah, we have to meet the other side of the marketplace um, and, you know, build a really great experience for collectors. Like you have to have that balance. So uh, yeah, so we launched a, a, our gallery mode. Um, Really appreciate the kind words. Uh, I love it. Uh, It's a, it's a great way for you to uh, view your artworks, whether you're looking for artworks or you're viewing it in your collection after you purchased it. Uh, in a really beautiful way, um, you know, it's it's simple but it's beautiful. I mean, and, and that's sort of the that's sort of what we tried to accomplish. Um, you know, black background, uh, really putting the artwork as an emphasis and allowing you to go full screen. Um, and that's that's part of um, you know our mission. Like we want to eventually provide uh, just more ways for you as a collector to appreciate your work, share it, just feel proud um, about what you collect, um, and be able to display it across uh, multiple di- uh, digital devices as well. So um, one thing that you know, we're hoping for uh, and we're working on right now is just more ways for you to uh, browse within that gallery mode as well. Uh, if you go full screen to be able to easily, you know, Chromecast it or air, air, airplay it to, um, you know, Apple TV. Um, I know for, for me, what I, what I do now, what I can do now is I take my collection, um, I'll airplay it to my, you know, my, um, my TV and enter gallery mode. And, uh, it just, you know, it just plays. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And so we want to take that further because, you know, we do need to provide, um, more, more use cases for, for collectors. Uh, I think, um, it's sort of that time right now where uh, we have to educate collectors, get them excited about what they can do with these rare digital artworks. And a big part of that is how they display it in their personal space. So on that point of, of education, I mean, of course, we want to educate collectors more, but I feel like maybe there's a, there's a half step before that or a full step before where there's a lot of people who may become collectors, but they're not there yet. Maybe they've heard of crypto art. Maybe they've heard about the, the recent sales, like the $10,000 Trevor Jones and a lot of money collaboration. And then they come over here, but then they're like, hold on, why, why should I spend this much money? How do you approach people in general? Like I'm sure in your day-to-day interactions, you're telling people that you're running Maker's Place and it's a crypto art marketplace. When they ask, what is crypto art? Like, why do people spend money on that? Like, what's the point? Like, what is your go-to explanation to try to let them see the light and open up their pockets to become a collector? You know, it, it, it varies. I think that, uh, you know, it depends on who you talk to. I think that, uh, you know, Right now, a lot of the market is driven by um, people that are familiar with cryptocurrencies. And so when you, when you approach someone that understands, at least at a high level, the idea of digital ownership and scarcity, um, then it's just a matter of you know, uh, you know, 
applying that the same sort of principles in terms of why why someone collects art in the first place. You know, it's you know many of the uh, many of the people that uh, that ultimately collect they gravitate towards the fact if you if you can tell a really great story. You know, when we go to these art shows and we go to, we do pop ups occasionally. Um, you know, you got to talk about the artists, the story behind the artwork, um, the the potential for investment. Um, and I think like, I think that those are some things that are really important at, um, at educating and, and getting people to uh, buy into it. Uh, when you sort of venture into, I guess, the real world, like, you know, the, 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 the general population, it, it's definitely a little trickier. And I think that's where we're trying to um, bridge the gap. Uh, it's a, it's really helpful. Uh, I, I tend to give the example of just, you know, you know, like the Mona Lisa, for example, everyone understands you know, that's a, it's an extremely valuable piece. Um, but where does the value of that art piece come from? It comes from the story. You know, it comes from the, the fact that, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's unique. It's one of a kind. You can take pictures of it. You can create pristine uh, physical uh, repl- replications of it. But there's only one. And I think a lot of people resonate with that when you're able to tie it to something like uh, a famous art piece, uh, like a masterpiece like that. But then even then you do need to, uh, a lot of these folks do need to see it in a personal space. And I think things like uh, digital frames uh, and showing it within um, a digital device, it, it's, it's really a game changer. Um, and that's when, when we go to these pop-up shows and, uh, and showcase it within a physical space, like people's minds are blown. They kind of see it moving the like the slow motion artworks uh, coupled with the fact that uh, they know that this is a one of a kind piece uh, that only they uh, they own like all those pieces put together uh, get people really excited i i agree with you a thousand percent that's actually a great segue to my next question is when are you going to give me ball till life man i (laughs) (laughs) i and and honestly man that's one of the things that i appreciate about you and and what you bring to this space in general is because you've mentioned like you know appealing to people on the investment side of things and everything and i am on board with that point a thousand percent uh, but you also are an art collector in your own right because you have this piece of art that I really, really want, and you won't <laughs> fucking give it to me. Uh, and, and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, take my money. I'll trade you for any piece. And and for people listening, uh, it's 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 a really cool piece by an artist I wasn't totally familiar with until I started stalking Danny's uh, profile. And and I grew up on the basketball court, and I just saw this piece, and it just like hit something in my soul. And I'm like, Danny, I need this piece, dude. Like what, you know, he had mentioned, uh, Danny had mentioned a, a piece that he liked in my portfolio. I was like, dude, I'll trade it to you. I'll pay you something. And he's like, no, it's, it's important to me. It, you know, it reminds me of an important time in my life. And, and I, I can't argue with that. Right. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, appealing to that side of people is certainly a thing because, you know, part of me is in it for the investment and the interest and everything. But at the same time, I've, I've got pieces that I know I've got like a death grip on too, that you could offer me like almost anything for. And I would just be like, no, it's, it's meaningful to me. And, and I feel like that's like a, a really different kind of itch that, that cryptocurrency has not scratched um, up until really like the last few months. Um, 
So when are you going to give it to me, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing around, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate your, your perspective on that and the fact that you're not just, you know, hoarding this to, you know, dump it and flip it and everything. Like, this is obviously like a meaningful venture in, in some capacity for you or, or you have like an eye for art. Um, is, is that from your days at Pinterest or have you always been like just sort of interested in art? Yeah, I mean, um, I've always been a creative growing up. Um, you know, when I was young, I, I studied, you know, uh, classically trained piano and I've always been just a creative type. And uh, being at Pinterest was, uh, you know, also obviously a eye-opening experience working with creatives and just um, amazing um, creative folks as well. So, yeah, I really, I really appreciate you uh, saying good things about uh, Vault to Life. Um, that, I think, like, that piece sort of uh, encompasses what art is. You know, like, uh, it, when, you're, when you connect with the story, and when, when a particular art just connects with you at a very, very deep and emotional uh, and visceral level, like, I think that's, that's where, um, you know, that, that's just the beauty of art. And I think when most of the collectors that we've interacted with, they get to that point, that's where they're bought in um, to this idea of digital art. You know, they under, if they can understand that trust in the blockchain technology and things, and then they c connect with the art piece at that level, um, then it doesn't matter if it's digital or if it's hanging on your wall or whatnot. It's the fact that you, you're the one that owns it and it's, and it's deeply connected to you. So um, that's what's awesome about uh, crypto art and, and rare digital art. So sorry, man, uh, I'm going to have to keep on to it for a little longer until, you know, maybe, maybe something changes in my life and I, I need a change. But um, yeah, I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, it's, um, it's going to stay with me for a little longer. No, I, I agree with you, man. I, I connected with that piece on, on a level like you're saying, and, and it's the truth, man. You know, I understand the technology at this point and I don't want a copy and paste version of it. I want your version of it. I want, <laughs> I want the original. There's only, there's only one out there. And that, that is something that is desirable. Um, but I'll, I'll let you off the hook, man. You got a lot of like really cool fish with like googly eyes that I also really love. So I'll, I'll be checking out some of your stuff, uh, either way. So. Go ahead, Matthew. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no worries, man. It's it's beautiful to hear people talk about like why why they like crypto art and why they're obsessed over it and why they they covet it so much. And I think a large part, like Danny, to your point, at focusing on that story of the piece, uh, I think that's super important. And then to what Rizzo was talking about, the fact that we can own these digital creations that's it's such a game changer. And then the other thing is just that well, this stuff just looks incredibly good. I mean, it looks good on your, your smartphone. It looks good if you throw it up on like a 4K, like super HD TV. Like it just looks freaking good. And it, there's a lot of experimentation going on, which is super exciting. Uh, one of the emergent trends that I, I really think uh, like crypto broadly, but then crypto art, uh, in particular is beginning to provision is like this collaboration amongst the creators uh, to make a singular piece or to make a joint creation. Uh, that's something that has me really excited in the space. And through all the creators that I've spoken with, it's something that a lot of them have wanted to do uh, for a while, but it's just in the real world, it's uh, there's so many barriers to collaborating with one another, but within crypto, I mean, as long as you have an internet connection and 
you have some mutual trust right now, but in the future, the smart contracts will kind of like make that uh, trust building exercise like superfluous almost. They can create something and then they can sell it and they can split the funds so trivially easy, right? I'm just wondering like outside of collaborations uh, and just like what are some of the more unique things that you're starting to see arise in the space as it, it gets older? It's still super new, but I feel like we've been here for over a year, year and a half for some people, maybe closer to two years for others. Um, and there's starting to be some differentiation with the offline traditional creations uh, that we had seen previously. So I'm just, from your perspective, what's all that? What's the new, new that's starting to arise and it'll look pretty exciting to you? You know, I think the, the big thing that we're, we're excited about is just continue to um, you know, look for ways to uh, give value back to the artist. So, um, I think I think you guys talked about this quite a bit, but we're we're continuing to be really excited about the whole royalty play, um, and finding more ways to um, just just because um, the identity of an artist is is just on the blockchain, um, you know, with with their wallet address, you can always you can do cool things where you can always give some sort of value back to them, um, and you can whether it's just on a resale or or you can program any any sort of um, unique uh, situation into a smart contract and you can, you you can just send the money to an address, you know, and surprise the artist. I think like that's really cool. Um, and just, that's just innate to, um, you know, this technology. So I think like that's, that's one thing that I'm pretty excited about. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, I think, yeah, I think the collaboration thing is interesting as well. Um, I've definitely heard, more, more artists um, asking for that. And so we're, we're taking a deeper look um, into how we can make that really easy and seamless. Um, yeah, I think, I think those are the main things that I can think of right now. So, so when it comes to the, the royalties or like um, sending fees back to the creators if their pieces have been sold on the secondary market, like is there, is there anything in the works over on Maker's Place? Is there something set up already that artists can opt into if they want? Yeah, so we're working on it right now. Um, we're just going through some, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff needs to be audited, make sure it's done right. Uh, so we're just, we're just working through the, the last little details. So very excited to um, hopefully get that launched in the new year. Uh, like so many artists have been asking for it. We know it's super important, uh, but, you know, we, we wanted to get it right and make sure that, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, deliver a, a, a really great experience. And so, yeah, so that's something that we're very excited about. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be launching that pretty shortly. Cool. And then how big is the Maker's Place team? Yeah, yeah. We're a pretty small team. Um, we're six people full-time. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we're still pretty scrappy, pretty small, you know, trying to, trying to navigate this entire space. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Danny, like project or you know look into your crystal ball like a year from now like how how has the crypto art landscape changed and and one of the things that uh matthew and i've been talking about is uh actually some of the exact same thing that you had mentioned that maker's place strives to be is is sort of like ease of onboarding and ease of understanding for people to get uh in the game and one of my biggest fears with anything our art crypto art and and any up and coming trend is it just getting flooded with bullshit from like every direction and sort of like the the really cool stuff getting drowned out in in everything else 
Um, so, I, I mean, we were just saying yesterday, you know, in, in the span of three months, you know, very significant changes have happened across the board in, in this whole space in general. Um, can you predict the future at all? Or, or is it like changing so rapidly that it's hard to see uh, where things are going or, or, you know, project out a little bit, six months, 12 months down the line. Do you see like interest increasing exponentially from artists, collectors, or, or do you think it's sort of going to continue to be, or maybe not continue to be, uh, uh, but I feel like the people who understand are here now. And, and the, the trick is exactly what you said, onboarding people who have limited understanding of, of this concept in general. Uh, how, how do you see this playing out over the course of the next year or so? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, it's, it's actually very exciting to see, um, you know, from the artist perspective, uh, we're seeing like massive growth. And so I think that's a good thing and potentially a, a, a bad thing um, as long as you're able to manage it correctly. So you mentioned like getting flooded with uh, um, artworks and then drowning out the cool things. Um, I think uh, you got to be mindful of that and make sure that you're able to, uh, you know, uh, provide ways for collectors to sift through and find the right artworks. Um, but no, it's been exciting. Uh, on the artist side, we're seeing a lot of excitement. Uh, people, more and more people are signing up each day and trying to uh, get on to uh, put their artworks and create on this uh, new medium. And so that's pretty cool. Uh, I think on the collector side, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, we've been following Twitter and, um, and, looking at these massive sales, I uh, massive from a relative standpoint, but in, in still really awesome to see these, uh, uh, these huge auctions, uh, and these bid wars going on. Like that's super cool. Um, I think that, you know, my experience is from uh, working on, uh, consumer products from the early stages to seeing it scale. Um, you know, it just takes time, you know, like right now uh, we're seeing some really, really passionate, uh, uh, art collectors, you know, just to, to name a few, like I think Whale Shark was doing a whole bunch of bidding, and then there's like Moderats, and like you're you're start, trying to see these, um, you know, these really passionate uh, collectors starting to blossom, and I think like that's a really positive sign, um, and I think uh, that's that's only going to continue, and I think that um, uh, you know in, in the next six twelve months you're going to see a lot more of these folks emerge because what ends up happening is um, you know these collectors are collecting, and then people are going to talk about. Uh, these awesome new pieces that they that they um, collected and there's going to be validation and then other people kind of their ears perk up and they, they jump into it and, and that's how all movements start and so I'm super excited with what I'm seeing right now in the in the collector space um, but on top of that I think like uh, probably in the next um, especially for us uh, we want to really focus the next 12 months on trying to connect with more of the uh, you know just your regular passionate um, art collector, art enthusiast. And I think that um, what, you, what we'll see is that as you're able to, uh, you know, bring more, uh, you know, uh, household names, I guess, uh, uh, more like fine artists, professional artists, uh, the people that people, um, the artists that people are familiar with onto the platform by making the onboarding um, and the education very easy, you're going to be able to tap into these, traditional collectors you know i think that's where you bridge the gap between this this crypto art movement and just making rare digital art a a norm um i think like that's going to happen as we get more and more uh these uh established artists the artists that you're most of the rest of the world are familiar with and i think like 
you're going to see a lot of that in the next uh, six to 12 months. So, you know, I'm obviously I'm extremely bullish. Uh, I, uh, otherwise I wouldn't be working on this. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm super excited what's in store. That's really cool. And, and that kind of brings us back to the beginning of the conversation when you're introducing yourself and your time at Pinterest. And I mean, I'm wondering if there's any like lessons learned that you could take or that you're thinking of about from your time at Pinterest working on growth to help grow that, that creator base? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think the big thing is just uh, making the onboarding extremely easy and uh, providing the right education. So, uh, you know, that, that's education within the space. Uh, I know you guys are doing amazing things. Uh, your community is pretty vibrant and a lot of people are you know, talking about the future of rare digital art. Um, and I think that um, as you see more, uh, you know, material content, uh, blog, blog articles uh, getting published, it just helps people uh, easily gain validation for, for this new medium. Uh, and a couple that with, yeah, as I mentioned, you got to make it super simple because uh, obviously the early adopters are going to jump over hoops and, and all sorts of obstacles to try something neat and cool and new. But the rest of the population, the 99% or the 90th uh, percent of the population, they're not, they're not going to be willing to do that or capable of doing that. And I think like, that's, that's sort of where the next major unlock has to come from, is just continue to make it really easy to use, uh, just blockchain technology, just make it super accessible, easy, um, and provide that education. Uh, I, I want to also say like, one, one, one really important thing is, so uh, you mentioned, um, you know, tr I think Trevor Jones art sold this $10,000 piece, which is amazing. I think things like that is just um, really great for the entire ecosystem. Because when you look at someone like Trevor Jones, um, actually a friend of mine, uh, you know, put me onto him many months ago. Cause I think he, he just creates amazing artworks, um, uh, crypto art, like physical crypto art. And, uh, and he has a huge following. Um, and he has a collector base already. And as you're able to uh, bring and, and capture, captivate those sort of artists, what they're going to do is they're going to bring in their existing collectors, their collector base, and their peer group, people that are kind of on the fence, um, who have sort of an established uh, collector base. And as, as you get more of these folks, um, these artists that have an established base, the entire ecosystem is just going to thrive. And that's why I'm so excited about just seeing more of these uh, examples of uh, people like Trevor uh, getting into it. And it's just, it's just really great for everybody. Dude, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with, with that. And uh, I, I was actually having this conversation with Skeeny earlier today. And, and I know he's on Maker's Place as well. And, and talking about this difficulty with onboarding new people and, and even just like, you know, for example, I go to a family function and I try to like explain this to like almost anybody who has, you know, no real concept of cryptocurrencies or, or blockchain and everything. And, and he's in a very similar boat. He's got like sort of his own network and community uh, of artists and everything who are super clueless about this whole concept. And we were trying to, you know, talking back and forth about how to explain it to people and, and what the right, you know, words are to use etc. And he was like, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, the, the biggest explainer is money. He's like, once I show people that I've sold a bunch of this artwork, then it starts turning heads. 
And, you know, I thought about that for a second and I was like, you know, he's absolutely right. You know, at, at this family function that I mentioned, you know, I, I've brought up this stuff before, but once I showed people that the bids were going into thousands of dollars, all of a sudden people are like, really? What? Tell me more <laughs> about this like interesting concept that I was, uh, you know, thought you, you had no idea what you were talking about before. Um, so I, I agree with you, man. I, I feel like the, at this point, I feel like enough money is going to push this cat out of the bag. And then once the cat's out of the bag, it, it's out of the bag. The concept is too good for it, it not to become a thing. Um, and, and money talks, right? You don't, you don't spend $10,000 on nothing. Um, and even like the little incremental sales that, that are constantly going on, uh, across the board are, are meaningful. And, and, you know, I know I mentioned earlier, I bought this piece, uh, and it wasn't like terribly expensive. Uh, it was the first piece this guy Rama had sold and the dude was like so excited that I bought it. And, and I really like, he, he's made like a lot of really cool posts on scent, liked his artwork, wanted to support him, didn't need to break the bank. Uh, but it, you know, money talks and it's, it's proof of concept to him, just like it is to other people who are watching what's going on. Um, so I, I agree with you, man. I, I think you're right on the money with, with the points you've just made. That's, that's the reality. I think, um, you know, when, when you're able to prove that there's a economic model here, then everyone, everyone jumps in. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's something that we've definitely seen as well. Um, over here at Maker's Place where, uh, you know, most, most, uh, most of the artists that, um, you know, we, we reach out to artists, we try to contact folks, um, that we are excited about and they're just like, well, show me the numbers. And, and so, uh, it's, yeah, this, that's just the reality. And, and what's awesome is that we're, we're starting to see a, a pretty big influx, um, of people buying from anywhere from, you know, $10 a piece to hundreds of dollars. And you're seeing these thousand dollar purchases and, you know, that's, that's really meaningful. Uh, and, uh, both from, both from, an, um, uh, for, for the artist's sake, uh, like that goes a long way for a lot of the members in their community. Um, and, and that's just going to translate into them sharing, uh, with their community and it's just going to take off from there. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the, the money's a huge factor there. Well, it was awesome to talk to you about, I mean, everything going on at Maker's Place. I'm super excited about this project from how good it looks, but just the constant iteration and improvements, uh, listening to your community. That's so important. And not enough projects really, really embody that operating principle, which is it's, it's everything. You got to keep building. You got to keep improving. You got to keep refining, making it more simple and just spreading that awareness of what you're doing. And, and you seem to be doing all of that with Maker's Place. So super excited for that. Um, but before we wrap this up, is there anything that you wanted to share? Is there any announcements you want to let us know before we, we wrap this up? really appreciate you saying that, you know, it means a lot. Uh, you know, we, we try, I, community is a huge part of, um, of what we're trying to do. Um, and we're, so we're, we care really deeply about, um, you know, obviously you noticing that and, and pointing that out means a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for us to just, uh, nothing, nothing specifically, um, about, um, you know, uh, about a product or whatnot, but, you know, we're just, we're super excited to uh, be in this space um, and there's a lot of excitement around it. Um, and I think, I think, uh, you know, just a call for artists, you know, if, if for anyone who's like really excited about or interested or curious about um, rare digital art and crypto art, 
you know, definitely give us a, uh, you know, give us a shot, check us out. Um, you know, uh, we'd love to get, get people onto this, uh, this new, uh, new wave. So yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure, man. And then I, I saw that you joined uh, Scent, so start posting over there, and <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll for sure help you out. And then with, with the, your community, like, does it live on Telegram? Does it live on the site? Like, is there just let everyone know where they can find the, the maker community? Yeah, absolutely. So we're pretty active on Discord. Um, we just sort of chose that as our primary hub, um, and uh, we have a pretty active community there. So um, you you can check us out. Um, on Discord, uh, Twitter, we're pretty active on Twitter as well, but um, just at makersplace.com, um, you know, uh, we have all the links available there. Uh, one thing that I'm actually very excited about is uh, we're, we're starting to get really excited about CryptoVoxels. I know you guys have been like talking about it quite a bit. Uh, I've, I, I went into CryptoVoxels a few weeks ago and I just fell in love. Um, you know, I'm sort of, uh, sort of a late bloomer there, but just the amount of creativity there um, and, uh, just seeing a lot of the, to be frank, a lot of the artists that, you know, within our community or just in the space, it's just amazing. So, uh, that's, that's an area that we're, we're excited to, um, uh, be getting into in the new year as well. And so, um, we're working with, we're going to be working with, uh, Conlin within the neon zone, uh, doing some cool stuff there. So, uh, definitely keep an eye out for what we'll be doing there. I'm very excited about that space. That's awesome. Maybe our next conversation can take place in uh, the Gangnam district of crypto voxels. That'll be, that'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. Right, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure to speak with you, Danny. I'm sure this yeah. is the first of many conversations. I uh, wish you the best of luck and well, happy holidays. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me uh, and happy holidays as well. <laughs>